y'all, if you have ever thought to yourself, I, I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to scale my business. I'm ready to do more. Then today's episode is for you. Today I'm joined by Danielle Langton, who is a business strategy coach and consultant who spent more than a decade working at a Fortune 500 company and then a tech startup and traded in that title to partner with six and seven figure entrepreneurs and build a profitable and sustainable business. Her mission for herself and her clients is to create a life and a living, which she achieves through customized business plans that focus on pricing, products, people, and profitability. Four Ps that I think we can all get behind. Now, when she's not working with her awesome roster of clients, Danielle enjoys morning walks with her golden retriever and exploring her new town of Austin, Texas with her husband, Matt. And you guys, this episode is going to bring you so much for your business. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, Every week, I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me on the Beyond Leadership podcast today. I am really excited to have this conversation for you to lend your expertise and your knowledge to the audience today. Uh, Sarah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. As soon as I received the email, I just could not wait until we could finally connect. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's dive right in. Let's start with a little bit more about Danielle because your background is going to lend itself so well to everything else we're talking about today. Of course. And I always uh, go back and forth on where to start and what to share, but I feel like there are so many different points over the years that just potentially people can relate to and find a little solace in. So I like to start with when I was growing up, um, potentially like many others, um, my parents worked full-time jobs and I came to know or came to believe that hard work Um, potentially was supposed to equal money. The harder you work, I really thought that that just meant you would make more money. Um, But I saw my parents working really, really hard, and yet we kind of just were getting by. Uh, And so my parents were really adamant that I go to college because they did not and potentially get a master's degree because they did not. And then they were really adamant about getting a great job I'm doing air quotes, a great job at a Fortune 500 company. And so like a role follower, I went to college and I got my undergrad degree and then I got my grad degree and I worked at a Fortune 500 company before going on to a tech company. And I would say throughout those years, I started to realize that 
of course, hard work lends itself to, you know, a certain amount of money. But what I realized been looking at my parents' positioning was it didn't always mean that it would provide everything and happiness. So you could be working really, really hard, but potentially you don't have the time or the money, or maybe you have the the money that you're seeking, but you essentially don't have the time that you're looking for. And so in 2019, that light bulb really went off for me. And I was at a tech startup at that time as the vice president of global strategy. And working really hard on an airplane, sleeping in a hotel. And I decided that I needed to walk away from all of that. It didn't didn't bring me any joy. Um, I was working really, really hard, um, but I had no time and there was no time to enjoy any of it. And I felt like if I was going to do this for the next 30 or 40 years, that was going to be a really empty life. And so I decided to dive into entrepreneurship. I think if you have that entrepreneurship spirit, you're like, I'm going to work for myself one day. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out. So in 2019, I took the leap and took my skill set from 11 years in corporate and decided that I only wanted to work with female-owned businesses, but I wanted to take all of the strategy uh, and operations and sales knowledge that I had and expertise and bring that to female-owned businesses. So that is what led us to 2022. And that's the work that we do today. That's so amazing. So I'm really curious. You say that you were, you know, always on airplanes, sleeping in hotels, running yourself ragged. Was it a slow realization that like, this is just depleting every ounce of energy I have? Or was it, was there like an event that was all of a sudden like, oh my God, I need to leave? Okay. So that is a fantastic question. And I feel like it was – it. there were different parts of that whole journey. So I would say there was a point in my career and you know in my life in which I was thriving off of that. All I ever wanted to do was travel for work and you know make six figures and have a great team and be what I thought was important. Uh, and so I thrived on that for a really long time. And then – I would say as I, as I was traveling more and sort of like growing up out of that, it didn't – I was no longer able to put a dollar amount on that happiness. And I think what it really came down to was not only was I, you know, driving myself into the ground working too hard, but, you know, there were work culture issues. And I think as everything sort of piled up, that sort of led me to, okay, I need to leave. But – I made the decision, I think I declared it for the first time in February of 2019, but I didn't end up leaving until September. So I had all of those months in which I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And if anyone's ever left corporate, you know, you kind of set a date and then sometimes that date moves a little bit. And then in September of 2019, I think I just was like, if I'm going to do this, I I need to decide it's time. So that's how it happened. So now tell me, let's move. So it's Finally, September 2019, you have been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your business when it first started and what did that look like? And that's going to lend itself right to a a larger conversation about scaling. Yes. So when – so I will – I'll tell you how I got to what I was doing. So in February of 2019, I purchased a course from Jenna Kutcher. And it was all on launching a business. And so I was essentially going through that course while I was working full time. 
and I loved it. And I was like, okay, I, because I didn't know how to start a business. I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There, I didn't take like an entrepreneurship class. I didn't have a bunch of friends that were entrepreneurs. So I took this course. And then I, in July of that year, I went to a Tony Robbins concert or program. Uh, and so then in September, by the time I got there, I was like, okay, I definitely know I want to be an entrepreneur. So I quit my job. And then I'm like, okay, so what are we doing? What is it? <laughs> so what? I mean, I would be lying to you if I knew you, I would be doing consulting and coaching. I think if I would have listened in and really sat and understood what my strengths were at the time, I knew I would eventually get here. But I was, when I first started, I was like, I'm going to help everyone that wants to leave corporate, leave corporate. And that's really where I started. And one of the first things I did, this was probably in November of 2019, is I put together, and it's so funny, I just was looking at it earlier today, I put together a 30-page deck and I quote unquote promoted that I was going to be hosting this webinar on how to leave your corporate job. And I charged $70 for it. And I was like, okay, I know 100 people that would sign up for this. And I, this is how I'm going to launch my business. And there was one person that signed up and she showed up live and I showed up as if there were 100 people. And still to this day, I still keep in, do- in contact with that one person, but it was all on focusing on women leaving corporate and the work that we do today. Of course we have resources for her, but we primarily work with established businesses where they've got their product or service really ironed out. But in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to help people that are essentially right where I'm at right now. And so it looked very different. I also had a million other ideas, which I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs have. I was like, maybe we open up a bagel shop. Maybe it's a flower store. Maybe we need to start a clothing line. I mean, there were a lot of ideas, but (laughs) like I said, I think if I would have just like sat in a little bit of silence, uh, I would have got to this a lot quicker. That story about having one person show up, I think, is probably the most relatable story <laughs> for everyone who has ever decided to start something, whether it's mm-hmm. been like, you know, a network marketing business or a coaching business or whatever it is. We've all been there where it's been like one person, and oh, by the way, it was probably my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and yeah, I gave I, it to her for free. Exactly. And when I look at, you know, that woman that showed up, I, you know, at that time I had no idea what I was going to sell to her afterwards. I just was like, I'm going to give it my all. This is the first time I've ever presented to, you know, a a large group of random people. And it just showed up to be one person. And yeah, I mean, that that'll really humble you. But I also love that you said that you went through that class as if you went through that masterclass and and taught as if there were a hundred people in that room, as if there were all the people you expected and more, right? Because you knew even then starting out that that was the energy that that woman deserved. 100%. And I think that is so important. And, you know, even three years into this journey, we launch things and sometimes there's, you know, hundreds of people that are interested and sometimes it's crickets, but we don't really know until we put it out there and give it a shot. And so that was sort of my way of testing the water uh, and seeing if that was, you know, potentially what we wanted to be doing and who we wanted to be work working with. And I would say 
not only just that webinar in particular, but I think we learned over those next coming months, you know, who we really wanted to be working with and how we wanted to be working with women. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, you got to put it out there and you got to give it a shot and you got to show up. And not only are you showing up for that one person, you're really showing up and proving it to yourself too, because, you know, you could, you know, want to crawl into a corner and cry or else you're going to show up and be as excited as you can. And yeah, that's what we did. So now take us on the journey from one person in a Zoom room to where you are now. Yeah. And I think it comes down to referrals and relationships all day long. What I did after that masterclass. So then, so then you're thinking, okay, that's the end of 2019. We get into the beginning of 2020 and then obviously the pandemic starts. Right. Uh, What I ended up doing, because as you know, like many entrepreneurs, we are so freaking resourceful. We'll just figure it out. And so what I ended up doing is I decided that I was going to go to my network. And so from being in corporate and working with brands and retailers and, uh, you know, for almost 11 years, I decided that I was going to essentially reach out to people that I knew who had either small businesses or new people that potentially would have small businesses. And I just started talking about the work that I was doing. Um, you know, I went back to a former boss that I had who I knew had a business um, and I ended up signing a contract with her. Um, and from there, it just kind of grew. It was one contract at a time. Um, and it always came from people that were in either my direct network or an introduction from somebody else. And, you know, that's something we still sort of teach to this day is just how important really the relationships and referrals are and the network that you have, because that is no doubt how we built this business. We just talked about what we were doing and who we wanted to work with. And, really reached out to people and whether we were working with them or not, just kind of talk to them about it. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially those who are just starting out, talking about it can be the hardest part, especially if you're like, okay, I'm I'm talking about this thing. I'm talking about this business, right? And I, I know that I need to speak about it from a place of confidence and authority, but I ain't done shit yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Here is my, what my guidance would be for people that are just sort of starting out. I want you to think of these conversations or you talking about it as if you're just telling your, like your sister or your best friend where you don't have to have all the answers, but you're just, and you're just maybe going and grabbing coffee or you're just getting on the phone. I don't want you to think of it as like, I'm going to go pitch my night, like my million dollar business because you're not there yet and you don't have all of the answers. And so I think what the best thing you can do is just take the stress out of it, meet for coffee, talk about the things that you're really passionate about, because at the end of the day, that's where our businesses really stem from. It's things that we really care about. And so if you kind of just share your story and speak from the heart, I think you'll end up talking about your business and connecting on a whole deeper level versus going in with like a pitch deck and saying, okay, or I'm going to go live and I'm going to talk about what I'm doing because we're not there yet. Like, let's just start with the people that we feel comfortable with or even get us out of our comfort zone, but just have a normal conversation. I love that. So what platforms do you use to to network and to talk about your business and to grow your business? Yeah. So talk about things that totally changed from when we first started to where we are now. But when we first were starting, my network lived on LinkedIn. 
And so I was posting on LinkedIn. I was, I don't, I never did a LinkedIn live, but I was posting on LinkedIn as much as I could. And I was direct messaging people that I knew on LinkedIn, um, asking them if they wanted to get coffee um, or if they wanted to get on a, like just kind of chat and catch up. But as we transitioned away from working with large, you know, large clients, we really went to Instagram. And so that has been outside of relationships and referrals. Instagram has been our primary platform. And I don't, you know, I'm not the person that's ever going to say like, I have like this really bold Instagram strategy. Um, It's hit or miss. I mean, if you go to our Instagram page, sometimes we post a lot. Sometimes we don't post. Sometimes I'm on stories multiple times a week. Sometimes I'm not, but I've chose one platform that works for us. That's the platform I care about the most. That's where the majority of our audience lives. And that's the one I show up on. Um, I don't spread myself or our team too thin trying to cover multiple platforms. Maybe we will in the future, but we're not there. So what is that? As you started out, you it was you, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, solopreneur. Um, and now you've mentioned multiple times having a team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that and how that developed and when you realized you needed people and, and what they do. Yeah, that's such a great question. And you know what? I think it can be a really overwhelming time in your business because I think sometimes there's a lot of outside pressure of like hire a team, delegate. And at some point you're like, I'm wearing all of these hats. I don't even know what I would delegate or who I would hire, or how I'm finding them, or if I can pay them. And I think what happened to me is we got to a point where I really identified what I was good at and what I was not good at and the things that I wanted to do and the things that essentially drove revenue for our business and the things that were equally as important, but things I wasn't good at. So for example, one of the first things we outsourced was, I would call it like our systems and like our tech. So essentially how we send our invoices, how we send our contracts, that is all stuff that is very, very important, but I'm not going to be, I I could not be the person that is, you know, watching a bunch of YouTube videos and training myself on all of these different systems that we need to use when someone else out there is an expert. And, and so that is the first hire that we made, bringing someone in that could really help do the behind the scenes of that, but also help with onboarding our clients. So again, looking at things that are really, really important in your business, things that you can raise your hand and say, I'm not good at these and I don't desire to be good at these. And I actually really value someone that's going to be good at this and bring them into my business. So we've got someone that handles our client communication and their client facing, um, call them like client or yeah, a, a client manager. And then we've got a behind the scenes tech extraordinaire, like honestly, talk about, and this might be a little too complicated because I think if I were early in my business and someone mentioned like a funnel, my head would have started spinning. (laughs) But we've got someone that handles uh, like funnels for us and automations. And then we also have someone that helps us with social media. Um, And what I mean by that is someone that is has a really good eye for design and can put together really pretty things. I put together the content, I write the copy, they make it look pretty and they post. And so all things that I think are so important to our business, but things that I am more than happy to have help on. And we truly wouldn't be where we are today 
um, if we did not have every single one of those people. So I don't know the exact moment. It was probably one of those moments where I probably woke up one day, I had a resource that I, I knew I trusted, and I said, okay, we're going to do this. Um, and the one thing I always say, and people hear this all the time, but you know, hire slow and fire fast. Um, it's the, you know, you've got to, you're going to, when you're building out a team, it's, it's not the easiest, but it's also when you find the right people, it can be really, really fulfilling. Um, but that's really when you get to be a leader because you've got to make some really hard decisions sometimes. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that you said, um, that you value the work that they do and it's not that you don't want to do it. You value it. It's just that you you know it has to be done, but you don't want to be the person who has to get good at it. And yes. I think that's so important in, in so many areas, not just with hiring and firing a team or employees, but like in general, I always say, I always tell my clients, like if you're trying to be good at everything, you're going to be great at nothing. 100%. So yes. why not just work in your strength and surround yourself with people who can do the other stuff that you don't desire to do. Right. Because if you start getting back to a point in which you're working as much as you did in corporate or more, or the work feels really heavy and you're not enjoying it anymore, I think those are some of the signs when you're getting close to burnout. I think some, those are some of the signs in which it's like, okay, what is going to make this better? If I could just spend my time doing what I really love and enjoy, which for me is like working along with like working with clients then that's where I need to stay and everything else essentially needs to be handled by the team. And to be honest, the team is like, they probably don't want me doing anything with tech or funnels <laughs> or automation. They're probably like, no, please stay out of it. So then you handle within your your business a lot of the forward-facing, client-facing community uh, piece. So I know that you have a, a great community on Instagram. I have Instagram stalked you for a while. Um, <laughs> but can you just tell me how how do you go about fostering those relationships, especially you know, two years into COVID, you essentially started and then shifted your business during a pandemic. And depending on where you live, <laughs> you may or may not be out of it yet. Yeah. So we're still mainly in an online space. So- how do you foster a community when you can't necessarily go get coffee with someone? Yeah, I'll answer that in, you know, in, in, uh, you know, with two answers, one being how do I foster those relationships with our clients? Um, because those are so important. And, and for me, that really just comes down to communication and touch points. And so how, whether it's emailing, whether we're on Slack, whether we're on Zoom, whether we're texting, checking in and making sure that they know that I'm available and that they can reach out at any time, I think not only builds trust, but also allows me to do my job the best that I can because then I, I really have a pulse on their business. And so one thing that I think is also really undervalued, and this just works for our business and this might not work for other businesses, but for our clients, I want us to be able to talk about more than just their business. So for our clients, I know what's like, I know about their kids. I know if they're getting married. I know if they've got a vacation coming up. That's the kind of stuff that is really meaningful for me because in our business with our mission of creating a life and a living, 
I think if I were to just get on and talk about business, that would not be as fulfilling to me. These people I feel like are, you know, my friends and I want to talk to them about more than just their business. And so for me, it is having real conversations. Again, kind of what I was saying earlier about how we really started this business with relationships. It's just talking to them as a normal person and not just always from this lens of, okay, they're another business owner or they're another CEO. And then people that are not our clients. And so just on social media, you know, I'm, I'm constantly just kind of checking in and, you know, either commenting or liking. I don't have a strat. Like I mentioned before, we do not have like an Instagram strategy of like DMing and um, commenting or anything like that. But I definitely follow people that I find a ton of value in and I'm like learning from. And then I also have people that I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be so stinking cool to work with them one day. And I'm just starting a normal friendship with them, not in, not a a relationship of like, I can't wait to work with them one day. I just want to get to know them. And so again, I think it just goes, and we can pull away the titles. I think it just gets to be a lot less stressful and a lot more normal. I love that. I love that. So if you could leave the audience with one piece of advice, mm. growing and scaling a business right now in 2022, what would that be? And I know that's, that's yeah. like the most broad question in the world. <laughs> um, I would say you I, – okay. I, I'm like, hmm, what's my answer going to be? I would say you've got to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs that are either ahead of you or that are wired like you and want to achieve essentially more. Like they are in like this growth phase. I think when you can surround yourself with other people that are even one or two steps ahead of you or 10 steps ahead of you, they essentially will pull you forward. Every time I've I've done that and put myself in the room with really smart people, that has helped my business tenfold. Um, you don't have to do it alone at any point, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for 10 years. I think there's always something to learn. And so that would be my piece of advice is go find yourself a really badass group of other people that are doing great things and are achieving what you want to achieve and go put yourself in the room with them. Love that. Love that. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, You know, this conversation has been really great. And I know we could probably spend hours talking about how to grow and scale a business, but if people, when people want to hear more from you and continue this conversation, we know that they can find you over on Instagram, but what are, are some things that you've got going on right now that they can hop on? Yeah. So over at daniellelinkedin.com, we have a plethora of resources for whatever stage of your business um, that you're at. So we are essentially building out a library of resources for people that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship, those that are in the middle of it, in the, in the thick of scaling, and then those that are at the point of sustainability and they're really focused on profitability. And so if you head on over to there, uh, over to daniellelinkton.com, we've got free and paid resources. And then something that I'm super passionate and excited about because we want to not only just help our clients, but really every entrepreneur out there focus in on the profitability and sustainability of their business. We have a new template that is launching in March um, that we'll be sharing, which we're super excited about. It's something that we use with clients. And so we're finally going to be sharing that with the broader audience. Well, I am excited to go get my hands on that. Again, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. You're doing fantastic things. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah Mayski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.